You're listening to Side Talks Podcast, where we talk about movies. My name is Rachel Morgan. My name is Corey Kraft. Let's go. All right. That was really official sounding. Yep. But like of another era. What's this shit? All right. Let's do the it. The birthday edition. Oh, my God. So, I this is another one I screwed up. Our I, meeting went long again today. I was happens. late getting into the studio. Just a few minutes today, actually. And so, I was happy about that. But I came in here having homework. Which is bullshit. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> and so I I asked uh, Brad and Sam, what bad film should I play? And then as they were r- uh, racking their brains and coming up with great ideas, I said, hold up, hold up. I've got one. Uh-oh. And so I played a scene, and they both confirmed, thumbs up, that this scene is shitty as hell. Am I right? Agreed? Okay. So I've got a little bit of agreement in there. All right. And so here's what's going on. Okay. There's a woman, and I don't want to tell you who she is, but she is a very famous actress. Okay. And uh, I'm not telling you who she is because then you'll begin to – this will be too, too, too much of a clue for all right, you. All right. She's walking up a, a walkway to a home, to a somewhat modern home, with holding her kids' hands, I believe. And she's talking to the kids, and they're saying, but mommy, mommy, what should we call our new mom? Like, should we call our new mom mom? And she says, oh, I – no, I, I don't – you call her what you want, but not mom, maybe ma'am. And she gets up to the door, and the I'm assuming the ex-husband at this point, and I have seen this film, so I can confirm it's the ex-husband, uh-huh. opens the door, and he's not what I would call handsome, but he's fit, and maybe other people think he's handsome. And, you know, he says hello to his kids and, of course, to the ex-wife, and then the new wife comes in, and it is just – it is exactly the new wife joke. Hmm. She's wearing very little – She's wearing heels. She's got a basket of cookies that she's baked the two boys. Um, mm-hmm. One of them are guitars and the other are baseballs because they have an interest in, you know, those yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just a play back and forth of she says something along the lines to the mom, the, the, the real mom, if you will. Something along the lines of, oh, if you want to see how things go this weekend, check out my Insta and I'll tweet at you. Oh, and, of course, boy. that gets – you know, once the once new mom goes back in the house, we hear old mom. And by the way, there's an age difference there. New mom and uh-huh. old mom is accurate. We hear her kind of be like, tweet at me, tweet at me, because it wasn't enough to just let that joke land. You had to hear her kind of parrot that joke back. Yeah, yeah. And the timing is weird. And actually, a lot of things about the scene are very odd. And then there's a little debate over whether or not the kids should, where the kids should be on particular holidays. Do you know what this is? Not offhand. And she says, oh, she should put on more clothes because that's this is inappropriate to have around the boys. But it's all done with a smile. Everything is light and with a sense of humor. Mm. And I'm going to tell you who the actor is now. Okay. And I believe that this is going to allow you to get it. Okay. But I also think that there's a possibility because I know that you've seen this film. You know that I've seen it. I know it. that you've seen it. Or at least I'm almost sure. Okay. Uh, there's a possibility that it is so terribly forgettable. And such in the canon of shit that you're not going to be able to recall. Okay. But this woman is Jennifer Aniston. And Jennifer she's playing Aniston. this in a very Jennifer Aniston way with all her prompts. You know, her weird prompts where she does her hair. Yeah. That's her, what, she does all that in the scene. Jennifer Aniston is Bringing the, the kids the to the ex-husband. Mom. Well, yeah. And I mean, uh, you know. Who is, who is the husband? That is, I don't know his name. But uh, he is a famous guy. But dude. I don't know his name. Okay. And, and the new mom, I, she wasn't. I couldn't Some place way. her in her. But she's definitely, she's definitely playing. That's part of what's so ridiculous about it is she looks really good. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Anderson is a very attractive sure, woman. Sure, sure. And the, while the woman who comes to the door with the cookies is, is much younger, certainly, and dressed in a much frumpier way, it is they are, these two individuals are not worlds apart. Sure. 
And so they're it's played as if it's played as if they've drug in, you know, Kathy Bates on her worst day to the door. <laughs> but it's fucking Jennifer Aniston. Right. Oh, you know boy. what this is. I mean, I, I probably have seen this movie, but I, I the title is not coming to me. Um, I think we count this as Corey's getting it wrong, y'all. I think so. This is Corey's oh, getting it wrong. Um, this film is is directed by the shit bag hack. R.I.P. All the same. Gary Marshall. Yeah. This is a Gary Marshall picture. This is a Gary Marshall picture. So what is this Mother's Day? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I have seen this. Uh, we it just <laughs> came up in a previous episode. It's like a fever dream. But you're right that it's entirely forgettable. <laughs> um, God Almighty, what an awful movie that is. Um, yeah, he I got it. Wrong. I could not have picked. I, I would never have guessed that. No. Now, granted, I will say this is this is not. I I even told Sam I'm like I can't go with the clown scene yeah, because I've referenced the clown, the clown scene, scene so is, many times, the, and it's so it's so oh, it so jumps the shark of that film because that that's the part off, in the movie where you're like, wait, what is, is happening? Am, am I awake? What's happening right well, now? Well, it's the part in the movie where I actually said I think this might be brilliant. I think Gary Marshall <laughs> might actually be like working in the world of a David Lynch of this is this is very experimental and this is because it's Jennifer Aniston sort of confiding in the clown she's hired for her kid's right. birthday who then remains silent for the whole thing which I, i'm like are they just they this was a budget cut they couldn't have this person talk and she even says oh clown <laughs> like that is a line of dialogue at one point is oh clown and it it led me to a place where i was like i think gary marshall's fucking with us and this is actually brilliant and it's it's like abstract and anyway it's a new genre and then i i very quickly as i was eating my french fries i very quickly returned to my you know to, to to the to the actual world and thought no this is just this bad yeah anyway yeah. i couldn't bring up the clown scene this wow. was a random scene so that is what where i will say in your defense this is one of the most benign scenes probably in the film yeah i i just completely i mean that movie terrible well, that movie i mean and julia roberts is in it too it it slides off the retina you know what i mean like it, there's it just like bounces off there's there's nothing getting through it just it, it it just completely left my memory other than the more surreal moments and then of course julia roberts wig as we've talked about many times oh clown roll your mouse over the biscuit maker uh, uh of uh <laughs> Man, that's weird. You know, this is that new segment. New segment. New segment. It's called Man, That's Weird. So you've got some weird things to tell I do. me today. And I think Brad's going to even give us a little new intro. Oh, yeah. Yes, a little something there. And so I've got a couple of strange ones, one of which I'm bringing to you that I knew, and the other is a little bit of a deeper dive okay. on a couple of things. And this first one is Do you know an interesting fact about Gina Davis? And I'm talking, yes, I'm talking about that Gina Davis, the one from Beetlejuice and Thelma and Louise and The Fly and. And she's a very talented archer. Is that where you're going? That is where I'm going. Yeah. So much so that she participated on the U.S. archery team in Sydney for the Summer Olympics in 2000. Yep. A lot of people know don't that. know that. And um, did you know that she placed number uh, 24th out of 300 in the semifinals? I didn't. So she did out of 300 people. That's pretty impressive, That's right? That's very impressive. So, and she had only started, she only gained an interest in archery a couple of years earlier. Wow. So she hadn't even been practicing that long. 24th seems pretty good. She's she's a very talented lady. But 24 is not enough to get you on the Olympic team. Well. So she was actually a wild card. Oh. She ended up as a wild card entry and went to and 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 was in the Olympics based on that. Wow. So yeah. 
So she participated in the world in the wild card entry. Wild card entry. I don't know why I got Southern right there really quickly. And the Sydney International Golden Arrow competition specifically. Hey, there you go. Sounds good. So that yeah, that Gina Davis. And then my other couple of interesting facts are about a film that is on my top two hundred. And I don't know if it was on your top two hundred or not, but it is. Um, it is directed by Nicholas Ray. It is Rebel, uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Not on my top two hundred. It should be. It's a good movie. Be. And so here are a couple of kind of, wow, that's weird facts about that film. Okay. And that, uh, first of all, I think you do know, which is that James Dean, incredibly famous individual, this film is, you know, not living in the context of the era when this film was released. This film is part of what of what led James Dean to be so incredibly famous. Yeah. But he died on September 30th, 1955. Mm-hmm. About a month before the film's release, yeah, on October twenty seventh, nineteen fifty five. I did know that, and and it, am I wrong to say that all three of his films were released posthumously? I think we're gonna have to look that up. Yeah, but it does sound correct. I, it is true to say that James Dean never experienced his fame. Right. I, I I did know that, and that he, you know, he he, he was poised to be this major yeah. star and died tragically, and then these three films. Uh, I th- I want to say the three films, maybe East of Eden came out first. I think one of them might have come out first, but this sounds like a retractions coming yeah. up. And so we'll, we'll, look, into we'll look into it and see. But here's another interesting and we odd fact about that film. And that is that you remember the outfit he wears, of course, which is the of course. Is very white, brand new out of the out of the package uh, T-shirt with a red jacket over it. And we mm-hmm. see that in, in the vast majority of the film. And T-shirt sales soared upon the release of hmm. Rebel Without a Cause, which is kind of funny. Because we also know what happened, right? And uh, many years earlier, and it happened one night. Yeah, yeah. I tell so this te- to my so, students. So tell this story. So uh, there's a there's a segment where um, Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert have to share a room at a motor inn, um, and he begins to undress. He takes his shirt off. He is not wearing an undershirt. Right. And the story goes that undershirt sales dropped dramatically. 40%. Uh, by 40%. When when the nation's <laughs> housewives saw Clark Gable uh, shirtless, they decided they wanted their husbands to look the same way. Obviously, a fool's errand because Clark Gable is not made just by being shirtless. He's Clark Gable. Uh, their husbands shirtless are still their husbands. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what? James Dean came along and brought those shirt sales right back yeah. up. Yeah, Co- cover up, cover, cover up. up, put, put cover the up. shirt back on, gentlemen. And so that's kind of a fun one. Is yeah, that you that's... know we had the dip in shirt sales. That's the power of movies. It is. And then I've got one final, very gossipy kind of fact okay. for you. Um, and that is that Dennis Hopper and Natalie Wood had a relationship on set. I didn't know that. Yes, they did. While filming, they had a relationship. Um, but she also had an, an affair with Nicholas Ray. Which apparently yeah. caused a bit of a brush up there, and we can move Nicholas Ray now a bit into the Predators category. I'm so sorry to do this to all these dusty-ass directors, but she was 16 years old. He was 43 years old. Did he already have the eye patch by right. then? Did he Probably. look like a, like a sure. grizzled old pirate? I'm sure, because apparently when you're barking orders on set, no matter how you look, you're so hot that you can't be resisted. Oh, Lord. So she was 16, he was 43, she, he was older than her father. And uh, yeah, eh, yeah. I don't like that. And then one little fact: apparently, Nicholas Ray and Natalie, and Natalie Wood were both, you know, incredibly, um, I guess, healthy on set there because he also had an affair with Salminia. Oh boy! Yes. 
He wow. was busy. How the hell do you direct a canon work, a master work, like Rebel Without a Cause, and also sleep with two of your leads? I mean, he might have slept with three of his leads, uh, as for true. all we know. The other guy wasn't uh, around too much longer to, to say. Touché. But, you know, um, it, it, sometimes you want chocolate ice cream. Sometimes you want That's vanilla true. ice cream. You know, it's, it's a little bit of both. Why not? And, um, and then one last little kind of fun note here, which is that the film was actually originally, speaking of, uh-huh. the film was actually originally going to contain a kiss. Did you know this? Between James Dean and Salmania. I didn't. I think yeah. that would have broken the world. Broke At that time, 1955, when this was released, I think that would have broken at least this country. Yeah. Maybe some others. Wow. So anyway, that's the that's the scoop on Rebel Without a Cause, some weird, fun facts, and a little bit of a, some scandalous ones. Thank you for listening to the super-packed edition of Side Talks Podcast. We are your own personal cinematic Applebee's and Ruby Tuesday. Uh, okay. I'm going to be Ruby Tuesday. Sure. There's a salad bar. Also, Do the just, salad bars exist anymore, though, at a Ruby Tuesday? I'm t- let me tell you all something. Uh-oh. I, this is a confession, and I'm going to maybe get some emails on this one. But you know what? We need some emails. I, on my second dose, this is, I'm not proud of this, but I kind of am proud of it. On my second dose, I had to drive. This was back when you had to scratch and claw to get vaccinated, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my COVID-19 vaccination, the second one, I had to drive to uh, Auburn, Alabama to get it. Yeah, that's where I got mine, too. Yeah, not even Auburn. It was um, Opelika, Opelika, Alabama. And so on my way to my second vaccination, you know, I'm like, I'm so tired of this shit. I don't want to, you know, I was really in the, in the frustrating stage of COVID. And, but again, it was early. I I got frustrated quicker than most people. And I see a Ruby Tuesday and I think I'm getting my second vaccination. I feel pretty good about this. I'm going to stop at this Ruby Tuesday on my way back. And if there's a salad bar, I'm going to eat at that salad bar. Holy shit. Because I will be double vaccinated. I feel good about this. I'm going to rub their fucking face on it. And I did. I went, I stopped at that Ruby Tuesday and I ate at a salad bar. So yes, the salad bar was in action that early on. So I guarantee you, at least in the deep, deep parts of Alabama, Ruby Tuesday is still kicking us out. All right. All right. Well, that's good to know if Isn't I ever it? have to drive to Opelika to be vaccinated Stop at that again. salad bar. Now, I can't promise you how you'll feel afterward. But well, I'm here to tell the tale, and I didn't get COVID from the salad bar. That's so. Well, that's always good. Just letting you know. And also, can I also just mention, uh, I mean, unless they want to sponsor us, man, oh, man, has Applebee's just gotten to be like the worst place to possibly eat on the planet i would not know i ate there a couple of years ago yeah. in a desperate desperate state you know when you're driving and you kind of you know you're like what am i going to do yeah. and you don't yeah. really want mcdonald's yeah uh myself and a couple of friends thought this would be a good like a good option Didn't like work you out. could get something healthy certainly right no no oh no no it's ter- it is you're better off at mcdonald's it yeah. is terrible and so i'm thinking about starting a podcast <laughs> all about applebee's and ruby tuesday I'd listen to it. <laughs> um, I don't know that I want to eat at either of those places, if I'm being honest, but uh, I'd listen to the podcast. Quit being a snob, Corey. I, what, quit being what a snob. What can I say? You know what? A little Ruby Tuesday never hurt anybody. Well, no. I'm I just... think it might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I was about to say, I'm still here, but like, in what shape? At what cost? Um, oh, it's a good question. Yeah. It never hurt me. I'll tell and you. I've been there like six times. In your life? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I'll tell you what never hurt anybody is delicious coffee from our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. Oh, that's so true. That's so Um, true. 
God, it's delicious, uh, and I love it so Who much. Who needs a salad bar when you've got that kind of, that level of coffee? Exactly, exactly. So thanks to them for sponsoring this show. Thanks to Revelator, not Revelator. I almost said well, Revelator yeah, for me... sponsor for for producing the show. Um, if you guys want to do that at Revelator too, that'd be great. Uh, but we also have uh, a great producer already, Brad here at Boutwell Studios. That's that's who I meant to thank. Um, so thanks to Boutwell as always. Uh, and, yeah. Sidewalkfest.com at Sidewalk Film on social media. Thanks for listening. Corey needs to leave now and go have his birthday dinner at I Applebee's. I genuinely do, but it's not at Applebee's. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.